Welcome to Hope for the Uprooted. I'm Susan Miller, and I am delighted that you joined me today. Whatever you might be doing, the fact that you took a few minutes and nestled in to share with me this podcast is just a tremendous encouragement. And I hope in turn that I will encourage you. You matter to me, my friends. And knowing that you're listening, it just kind of makes my day. I want to talk to you today. I want to give you some gift ideas this month for marriage. And if you're not married, if you're single, uh, these are things that you can use in any relationship, friendship, uh, family, any relationship. But I want to focus today on the gift ideas for marriage that you might consider giving. And it is early morning here in Phoenix, and I always have that coffee throat and that voice that sounds congested. So if I clear my breath a lot, hey, we'll get past that. And if you hear the heater go on, you've heard that story before. We're in an old office building that rambles and makes all kind of noises, but that's one way you know it's really me. Okay, let's dive into some gift ideas for you for marriage. Seven things, seven things, friends, that I want to share with you that you might make the choice to give your spouse this month. One is the greatest gift you can give him is to pray for him. Oh my goodness, I want you to remember that you can't fix your husband. You can't change your husband, but God can. And praying for him every day is huge. That is a prerequisite. That is the foundation. And I've always said that if I go to the Lord in prayer in the morning, no matter what's going on for that day. It sets my day uh, on the right track. And if you pray for your husband and instead of trying to change him and you just live out the godly principles of being a good uh, spouse, then hey, that's a jump start into your marriage. The second thing I would encourage you to do is to remember the what, how, and when rule. Oh gosh, this is so practical, girls. I want you to remember it's not what you say, but how you say it and when you say it. I used to greet Bill at the door with my whole, and just dump on him, my whole day's uh, problems and, you know, the trauma of my day with the children and with the broken washing machine or whatever. And I learned after many years, and sometimes it takes many years to learn uh, these lessons, it did for me, but it's not what I say, okay? But it's how I say it. It's always good to remember that words can be hurtful And if you dump everything on your husband when he first walks in, um, just remember, he might need a little space. And it might be your anger or your frustration might be hurtful for him. 
and it might be something that could best be said after he gets in the house and kind of settles in a bit and then you just discuss with him and I and I learned too to lead in with how was your day and then share about my day and not in anger or frustration um, not in blaming because something went wrong and it might have been his fault or whatever but to remember that it's it's not what you say it's how you say it and when you say it timing is so important in understanding and knowing your husband in the right timing of when you say things and the third thing of course um, pray the what how and when rule and then love him unconditionally oh my gosh love him for all the reasons you first married him. You know, love him unconditionally. Years may have gone by. Both of you may have um, changed in many ways. And uh, But remember back. Sometimes it's good to remember when and to, to rekindle that romance by saying, oh yeah, you know, I need to go back to center and remember I loved you because of your sense of humor. I love the fact that you um, were so, you know, you always smiled or you always cared. Love him unconditionally. Show it with your eyes, your smile, your words, your touch. You know, so many times we put conditions on our um, on our words, on our love, and I encourage you to simply love him uh, through your actions, through your visual actions, and through your verbal actions. Simply love him, and and not allow sometimes um, an argument or a disagreement to come between you. Walls will come down if you just simply love him, and then to remember that you want to accept him. Accept him for who he is, not for what you want him to be. I went through so many years trying to make Bill just like me. I'm outgoing, I'm relational, I walk into a room and it's a gift for me to unwrap. And Bill is more of an introvert and he kind of stands back until he gets to know people. And then he's you know, that makes all the difference in the world. But we are so opposite. We are so different. And for so many years, I did love him conditionally because he did not do what I thought he should do or act how I thought he should act. Uh, and, and it was a matter of just not accepting him. I wanted him just like me. But you know what? If we were all alike, then we wouldn't need each other. Accepting is huge. I will never forget, uh, we went to a big wedding reception. Uh, gosh, there must have been two or three hundred people, and it was just huge. It was a sit-down dinner, and I, I walked in the room, and I thought, oh my gosh, this I know everybody. This is a party for me. I'm so excited, and I immediately took off, um, leaving Bill behind, and started, you know, as Bill would say, you know how to work the tables. I go and talk with everybody and just visit, and I was just having the best time. And when we left, 
the party or the wedding reception and we were going back home, Bill was so quiet and I sensed that something was wrong. And I turned to him in the car and I said, well, what's wrong? Wasn't that the greatest party you've ever been to? Didn't you just have so much fun at that reception? And he said, actually, I didn't. Now, there's your honesty right there. We've been married long enough where, hey, pretenses, all of that aside. He said, actually, I didn't. He said, when we walked in, you took off and left me, and I didn't know as many people as you did. And he said, you left me alone. And he said, that was very hurtful. And I felt, I felt very alone. And I looked at him and I, I thought, you know what, Lord, he's right. I left him out of my own selfishness and my own uh, desire to get in there and meet and greet. And I said to him, Bill, please forgive me. You are right. Sometimes to say, uh, please forgive me is, uh, is huge to, to own up to the things that we say that may be harsh or the actions that we take or the selfishness that we might have in our heart. And God taught me a lesson that day from then on. Do you know? Um, and this all goes back to I wanted him to be just like me. You know, I just wanted him to make a beeline to the tables, too. Um, but from then on, boy, when I go somewhere, uh, I don't do that anymore. I, you know, take him with me or I go to the person or people that he knows first. And um, Bill is... Bill was, he is still with me and lives in my heart. As you know, I lost him to cancer, um, but his presence is always with me. Uh, but he was a great relational person, but he was more one-on-one -on -one where I was just, hey, bring, bring it on. It was all uh, an example of accepting him for who he was and loving him unconditionally, not for what you want him to be. So, you know, the acceptance part is huge. And then it's so important to encourage. That's number five. Pray who, what, when, rule, what, listen at me, what, how, when rule. Number two. Three, love unconditionally. Four, acceptance. And five is encouragement. Can I even begin to tell you how far encouragement goes in your emotions and when someone encourages you in your heart, in your mind, in your emotions, even in your physical countenance when you are encouraged? What a gift to give um, your husband. And you know what? Let me just tell you, none of this is new to y'all. I'm just giving you a gentle reminder of what you already know. You're just hearing it in a, a southern voice with a just in a different tone, a different voice. But this is nothing new on the face of the earth. Encouragement is nothing new. Um, but I 
I just can't stress to you enough to be his cheerleader, to be his encourager. Um, A lot of times men don't know how to express themselves. They don't know how to say, you know, things are hard at work or I'm really, you know, worried about something or anxious about something. And it's just so important for you to to be his encourager, to be his biggest cheerleader, whatever that might look like to you, uh, whatever his love language might be, th- that you could encourage him through um, through just getting to know him enough to know what that might be and how you might encourage him all the more. And encouraging could just be in your body language, you know, just the way you express yourself. Um, verbally and physically, the, the support, the, the tangible support, as well as verbal support. But just know him well enough to know how to encourage him. It might be just taking time for just the two of you. And you say, I know what you're thinking. Well, my husband's so busy. Hey, sometimes you've got to put yourself on his calendar. And sometimes you have to make the plan. Hey, let's go for a walk after dinner. Or, you know, let's just go sit on the porch or the patio for a while. Let's just have some downtime. You know, it's so important uh, to have that date night, to have that time. Just the two of you. I can't stress that enough. And then to a part of all that encouraging uh, is is also appreciating. Um, when you encourage someone, you are um, not only saying, "Hey, I, I, you know, I'm, I, I believe in you." I, you're saying, "Hey, we can do this together. We're in this together," and to um, to encourage him spills over into your whole family. And then, of course, all of that ties up with part of, of appreciating him. And just think about that. You know, I, think about the appreciation to, to look into his eyes and tell him, hey, I really appreciate something you did or something you said. And demonstrate that appreciation through a gesture or an act of kindness you know maybe it's helping him do something at the house or maybe you know if he works from home maybe it's you know helping him in some way there um but you know think about how you might best show your appreciation think about how you might best encourage him the importance of that and the importance of being kind and being um being thoughtful, all that is a part of uh, a grateful heart. All of that is a part of that encouragement and appreciation and a part of um, expressing yourself. Uh, hey, you're in this together. This marriage is not all about you. It's You're an us. It's the two of you. And marriage is work. And, you know, it, it it's something that... You know, we work at marriage no matter how long we've been married. And sometimes we forget just the smallest things. And sometimes we get so busy that we forget to stop and show kindness or appreciation and encourage him. I would always love to um, take a post note 
and stick it on Bill's bathroom mirror or, you know, put a, a I'm a big post note girl, and put, or put a post note, you know, in the car on the dashboard or the steering wheel. And, um, you know, just of encouragement. Hey, I'm thinking of you today. Hey, I'm in your corner. Hey, you know, you can do this. And, and believe me, your children will watch and observe, and it has a ripple effect in the whole family. Uh, I love in Colossians 3.15, keeps it pretty straightforward. Always be thankful. In other words, always, always be grateful and show that kindness and that appreciation. Uh, Romans 12.10, take delight in honoring one another. And of course, you know, I just hang my hat on on First Thessalonians 5.11, encourage one another and build up one another all the more. So there you wrap that, wrap that package in encouragement, appreciation, kindness. Let him see it. Um, maybe you're a note writer and you could, you know, give him a little card, put that on his pillow. Maybe you bake and maybe, you know, you haven't baked his favorite whatever in a long, long time, you know. So whatever that might be, I'm not going to tell you how to... Um, how to love your husband in marriage as much as I'm going to give you that spark and equip you with the right tools. But you know your man. And, you know, if you don't know him, get to know him and get to know what makes him tick and gets t- and get to know what ticks him off. How about that? And then, Okay, encouragement, appreciate is number six. Number seven is affection. Can I tell you to show an observable love as part of affection? Love that you can see, touch, and feel. And affection is, is love lived out. Affection is love lived out. It's laughing together. It's saying I love you frequently. You know, I told Bill I loved him every single day. At some point during the day, in the morning when he left, at night before we went to bed, um, you know, when we were brushing our teeth in the morning, uh, I would I would tell him I loved him every day. I felt that was so important. Life is short, my friends, and you want to seize the moment. You want to seize the day for having no regrets and that love him unconditionally. The affection goes right in with that observable love. Don't just say it. Show it. Show it. Think, how can I show my love more affectionately? Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's just coming up and giving him a hug. Maybe he's not a toucher. Maybe that's a struggle you have. Maybe you need to initiate um, just um, giving him that hug or squeezing his hand under the table or sitting next to him. And, you know, Bill um, did not come from an affectionate family, and I'm like so affectionate. And he has he said to me so many times, Susan, I learned, I learned how to be affectionate. I learned uh, what mattered to you by your demonstrating that to me. So these are things that I just, 
I just want you to think about these are seven gifts that you, they're gift ideas that you can choose. And I would want you to remember today that you have a choice in everything you do. You can um, choose anger or bitterness. You can choose kindness and affection. And of course, you know, listening to him is a, is a, an observable way that you can demonstrate that love, um, showing that respect in listening. That is so, so important too. We need to be listened to, yes, but our husbands also need to be listened to. Whether you agree with his opinion or his idea, not to tear him down, but to build him up by the simple gift of listening. All these things, my friends, are intertwined. But I would hope and pray this month as I think about you that I've given you some gift ideas that you might choose to share in your marriage. Think about them and the importance of the impact they might make with between the two of you and know that that I'm thinking of you and that I will pray for you I will love you unconditionally accept you encourage you appreciate you and give you lots of hugs hey you have a great day you matter to me and I'm delighted that we were together for this podcast always move closer to Jesus It just doesn't get much better than that. I'll see you next time. Hope for the Uprooted with Susan Miller is a production of Just Moved Ministry. Just Moved Ministry is a non-profit, non-denominational ministry dedicated to the emotional well-being, spiritual growth, and ongoing resilience of women uprooted by a move or other major life change. Susan Miller is the founder of Just Moved Ministry and the author of After the Boxes Are Unpacked. Around the world, women uprooted by a move are gathering in After the Boxes Are Unpacked study groups. Together, they form friendships and find belonging in a new community while seeking to understand how God is using their move to grow and deepen them. Learn more at justmove.org, where you can sign up for weekly words of encouragement, subscribe to Bloom, an inspirational publication, and read new articles every month that inform and inspire. Join the Just Move community and the Just Move community Facebook group, a place to connect with and be encouraged by other women anticipating or recovering from a move.